last couple days here, a couple weeks now, we've been talking about John 10, 27. And I want us to read this verse one more time because there's truth in what we're, what we're looking at here. So John 10, 27. Actually, let's go back up to 25 because we've been talking about this whole, uh, this whole piece here for a little bit of time here. So Jesus answered plainly. They were asking Jesus, as you know, basically, you know, are, are, you, are you the Christ? Tell us plainly is what they're saying. And Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you did not believe. The miracles I do in my Father's name speak for me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. And I want us to focus really quick again on verse 26 and 27. But you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. So what we've been talking about here is just the following of God, the knowing of his voice. And quite frankly, Jesus is saying, you want to know if I'm the Christ or not? I've been telling you plainly. I'll tell you one more time, though. The reason that you don't know is because you aren't listening. You, you aren't one of my sheep. So what I want to talk about today is the agreement in the walk. If you notice here in this passage, Jesus is saying, look, you don't, you don't know. You don't know because you haven't chosen to walk with me. You haven't chosen to be one of my sheep. Well, this brings up this really interesting verse that I remember from Amos. And so uh, I'm going I'm to read this verse to you because it has a lot to do with what we're talking about today. The agreement. The, the, the people didn't agree to walk with Jesus. Therefore, they didn't know plainly, was he the Christ or not? Was he the Messiah? You know, tell us plainly. I have. I've told you in my, in, in my way that I've walked. I've told you in the miracles I've done. I've told you as plainly as I can tell you. And you choose not to listen and, but it's because you're not walking with me. You, 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 you don't want to accept the fact that I might be or that I am, right? So look over here, Amos. I'm going to be at Amos 3, 3. I first found this verse when I was on a missions trip. I was um, quickly having to change my, my pre-idea sermon because the... Uh, the, the church that we were at, they said, hey, we, we would like to hear a sermon on this topic. And I was the one who was supposed to speak that night. And so I'm quickly, as we're on our transport there, I'm going through my little Bible app trying to find stuff. And I found this verse, and it really has stuck with me for a long time. It's Amos 3, 3. And it says, do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so? The reason that they couldn't hear Jesus, the reason that they couldn't, they couldn't really make that connection was because they chose not to make that connection. They chose not to walk with Christ. See, we have to, we have to, we have to make that choice. 
We have to be the ones who decide, yes, we are, we're going to follow after what God says. We're going to do what God says. We are going to, we're going to walk in his ways there. And so we have to make that choice. When I decided to get married to my wife, that was a choice that we made, right? I chose to walk through life with her. When I, when I, came to know Christ. I made that decision. I chose to walk with him. He had already pre-chosen me, right? He, he, his love and all this was already poured out there. So it was just a matter of me accepting that invitation. And so, yes, I chose to walk with Christ. But even though we choose to walk with Christ, there's still that, there's still that sheep and goat mentality that goes on. There's still that sheep and goat truth that goes on. Am I going to listen and obey Christ? Because that's really what it all comes down to. I can accept Christ and I can stay out of, out of the fires of hell because of doing so. But I want to live different. I want to live as one who is going to listen and obey. I don't want Jesus to say that, that, that I need to depart or I, that I've chosen not to listen. I, I'm going to be honest. I've chosen not to listen for way too long. I want to do the right thing. I want to listen and obey. And I want, even if it's just today, again, I want to restate and remake that commitment that, God, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to, I'm going to do what I can to walk in your ways, to listen, to obey, and I'm going to trust that your spirit will help me in the areas when I fail because not everything that God says is something that I'm going to want to do. Right? My flesh is going to fight. But I want to be one who is walking in God's ways. I want to listen and obey. And so what I, the point I want to make here today, again, it was, is, is that walking, that, that we, as Ramus says, do, do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so? I want to say I'm making an agreement to walk with God. But here's where I think we get a, we get a little off, off key here. See, so these last eight these last eight messages that we've been doing here, we've been looking specifically at hearing God's voice, being obedient to what He's saying, and, and we must choose. What I wrote down in my notes here, we must choose when He speaks. What are we going to do? We must decide if we are going to move in obedience or protest and defiance. That's that agreement. That's that Amos point there. Are we going to agree to do what Jesus is asking us to do? Are we going to agree to walk with him when he speaks to us? Are we going to agree through our obedience? Now, you have to make the decision. Are you going to walk with God or are you going to walk against God's ways? Again, are you going to, are you going to protest in defiance or are you going to do what God is asking you to do? And I can't make this decision for you. You have to make it yourself. You have to decide, like Amos says, are you going to do the ways of God? Are you going to walk in God's ways? Are you going to agree, come alongside and agree to walk with him? Now, there's some confusion because this, the, the, the agreement that we're talking about and this separation of sheep and goat, there's some confusion where people think that this has a lot to do with that whole bit in Revelation about God's going to spew us out. And I wanted to clear that up because there's, that's, that's not really the same. 
All right. So if you look at that passage there, it starts in Revelation 3, 14, where he's talking to the church of Laodicea. And he says, you know, I know your deeds. I know you're neither hot nor cold, but I wish you were one or the other. But because you're not, I, I'm going to spew you out right now. We get the understanding of this meaning that, OK, what well, Jesus says, basically, we got to be hot. You know, we're, we're going to be on fire. But, you know, God's also OK with some some cold Christians. I don't know about that. You know, maybe, maybe there's something to that. Here's the deal. It has nothing really to do with whether you're walking on the fence or not. The, the, the way that this passage is built up, talking again to the church of Laodicea, it's all about the, the, the water that would come into the city. See, they have these, these pipes that were hooked up. And they would, there would be cold water that came down from the mountain, and there would be warm water that came from the beach area. Right, so there's these two. Think about them as, as rivers or or pipe works or something, and they both had purpose, right? So if you think about them, I like sometimes I like cold coffee, sometimes I like hot coffee, right? So let's use coffee as an example. So on a cold day, ah, oh, there's nothing like a nice warm cup of coffee to to kind of just warm me up, right? Ah, but. In the summer, I don't really like to drink hot coffee as much in the summer. I'm already hot enough. Why do I want hot coffee? I would prefer maybe a cold coffee, right? A nice little cold brew, some ice cubes in there, put a little caramel flavoring, whatever. You know, so you still have that, that, that nice refreshing and that caffeine, right? And that's how the church is supposed to be. And this is why Jesus is saying, I'm going to spew you out. See, when we, when we have that warm, think about what, 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 think about medicine right? Warm. Our, our bones ache. We've got pulled muscles. We can use hot on our body to kind of bring that relaxing, right? We can, we can, we need sometimes that warmth. We need that, that medicine. We need that massage, that nice warm piece going on there, that hot piece. But we also need the cold. Again, if you bruise yourself, then what does the doctor say? Kind of rotate between hot and cold. If you have those sprained muscles and all hot and cold, right? He's not saying do the lukewarm. He's saying do the hot, do the cold. So either you have a hot compact on you there or you have a cold compress on you. The cold is the refreshing. It's on that hot day. Whew, I could really go for a nice cold soda. I could go for a nice cold drink of water. It's going to be that refreshing that comes. But again, in the, in the, in the winter, maybe you want that hot chocolate. You want that hot cup of coffee. It's, it's what's in the middle that serves no purpose. See the hot, that's going to help us. It's going to help our muscles. It's going to help us to, to stay warm when we're cold. That cold is going to breathe a refreshing. It's that other piece of the medicine, that other piece where it's helping our muscles. It's the lukewarm here that Jesus is saying, I'm going to spew you out. So it doesn't mean that you, you have to be a Christian or not. If you're not a Christian, God's going to spew you out. No, if you're not a Christian, you're, let's just be honest, you're, you're, not going to, you're not going to go to heaven. Okay? That's what that's talking about. But, but that specifically to the church of Laodicea, you know, hey, sometimes you're hot, sometimes you're cold, but when you're in the middle, you have no purpose. What purpose does that lukewarm have 
in your body. It's not going to heal your muscles. It's not going to give you that mm, refreshing or that, oh, this is so good, hot coffee. It's going to be that one in the middle. It's like, uh, right? You don't want a warm, lukewarm drink in any season. You want either the hot or the cold. The one in the middle. Ugh. You like coffee that's just lukewarm? That's normally the coffee that I sip and I, I do one of those spit takes, right? I spit it out because, oh, it's nasty. Or, or I do swallow and it's like, oh, that was, oh. I'm going to go warm it back up on the microwave or put some ice cubes in it. Do something, right? That is what that verse is referring to. So, so I want us to understand that because as we're looking at this verse this about sheep and goats, it's not quite the same as what was being said to, to Laodicea. But it is still an important verse to know. And, and I, think that it's, I think that if we have the right understanding about that verse, I think that's going to make a difference there. And you might begin to, to notice as you are uh, walking in your own life or even reading your own scriptures, are you going to see that, that point that Jesus is trying to make? But now, go with me, because I, I told you we're going to talk about sheep and goat. Go with me to Matthew then. I'm looking at Matthew 25. Let's start in verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be separated before him, and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put on the he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Now Stop here just for a second. Look at what we've already read. When the Son of Man comes, so this is talking about the judgment that's going to come. When the Son of Man comes and all the angels with him, so they're going to be seated with him in this heavenly realm, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be separated before him. And then, so not, not all, you got all the nations, but now he's going to be separating the sheep from the goats from each one of these as well. It says, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He's going to separate the people there. And he will, he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. And then he says, Why? For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, again, the ones on the right here, Lord, when did, when did we see you hungry and, and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you. When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. So what Jesus is saying to the sheep over here, to the ones on his right, you obeyed. You listened and you obeyed. When I prompted you, you went with that prompt. When I told you specifically, you went and you did that. You obeyed. My sheep hear my voice and obey. The sheep over here 
listened. They kept an ear out for what God was saying. And in these different moments, they obeyed. Talking about sheep and goat. We're talking about obedience. We're talking about how Jesus' sheep hear and obey. These people on the right, these sheep did exactly that. As God prompted them, as God told them, as God gave them dreams, as God gave them words, they moved out on those in obedience. But now listen to what he says to those on the left. Then you will say to those on the left, depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was angry, or sorry, for I was hungry, <laughs> wrong word, for I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. They all also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? And he will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did not do for the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Let me explain really quick here. Jesus is saying, and, and we all have the ability to hear. We've talked about how, how do we hear God? What, how does God speak? We've talked about what keeps us from hearing God with our, with our fingers in our ears and all this. And God is saying, when I speak, you, you sheep, you did what I asked you to do. I spoke and you listened, you obeyed, you have eternal life. But over here, see, I, I spoke as well. But you choose, you chose not to do anything about it. I was speaking the whole time and you weren't listening. This goes back to John 10, 26, that you, you, don't, you don't listen, right? You, you, you can't listen. So you, you can't be one of my sheep if you can't listen. And so I've been talking and talking and talking, but you haven't been doing what I asked you to do. You haven't taken your fingers out of your ears. And so all these opportunities, all these, all these words that I've spoken to you, they went on deaf ears. You didn't do what I asked you to do. So we have to decide, are we going to be a sheep or are we going to be a goat? As we wrap up this whole idea of, of listening to God's voice and, and doing what God says, have we been making the right decision? Have we been listening for his voice? Not even to the right voice. That's a whole other piece. But have we, been, have we been listening for his voice? Have we been straining our neck, cocking our ear up a little bit, and inviting him to speak? God, what do you want me to do? His sheep know his voice. And I know that you want to be one of his sheep. I know that this is one of those battles that we go through. We, we want to do God's will, but sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's not exactly what we are hoping he's going to say, right? 
There was an old song that came out, I guess back in the 80s or something, about this guy who wants to be a missionary, but he's saying, Lord, please don't send me to Africa, right? So we, we want to put these little parameters around God when he does speak. God, I, I'm okay with you speaking as long as you don't tell me to do this. But that's not how this works either, right? He says his sheep know his voice and they obey. So if God says, I want you to go to Africa, they, let's go, right? They, they, they are ready to roll because they're going to do what God says for them to do. So I know, I know that there are those out there who are watching, who are listening, who are saying, I want to do God's will, but sometimes God asks me to do some crazy stuff. You want to talk about crazy stuff. The Bible is full of people who had to do some crazy stuff, right? We, we started, when we started this whole series here about listening, we talked about Abraham and how Abraham was called by God to get up, pack up his family, and go to a whole other place that he had never been to before. And then in that, he was going to find the, the, the blessing of God. He was going to receive this inheritance from God, right? That, that's a little crazy for this guy who's already established. He's already, he's already got a family. He's already got a, a lifestyle going. He's kind of a little, maybe up there in age and all, but he's, he's, he's already rooted in what he's what, what's going on? And God is saying, hmm, pick up, come over here. I got this huge blessing for you here, Abraham. And he did it. Talk about crazy. He packed it up. Went to a place that he had never gone to. This is before they had, you know, those websites now where we can kind of see what the homes look like when you, when, you know, in another place. Like, you know, I got when we bought this house here. I was shopping on those things all the time, looking and seeing. Oh, I like that house. I like that house. Ooh, I don't like that house. Let's let's not do that one. Skip that one, right? But I had the ability to kind of see what was out there before. They don't have that. They didn't have that back then. So God is saying, pick up and go, go to this place that you've never been to before, and I'm gonna build you into this huge nation because of your obedience. That's crazy. Again, the Bible's filled with these stories of crazy stuff. But yet, in all of it, God is, is looking for those who are going to listen and obey. Is that going to define you? Are you going to be known as one of those now who are a strong sheep, that you have your, your head tilted and you, are, you are, are saying, God, speak to me. I want to hear your voice. Like, like when we talked about uh, Samuel, and he hears this voice in the night, Samuel, Samuel. And what does he say? Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Are we going to be like Samuel, who listen and say, who, who tilt our heads and say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. God, I want to do what you're asking me to do. Tell me. Tell me plainly. Let me hear your voice, God. I want to be one of your sheep that hear, but also that obey. Are we going to tilt our heads? Or are we going to continue what maybe so many of us have already been doing for years? putting our fingers in our ears, chanting the la, 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 I can't hear you, la, 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 and then wondering why 
were on the side of the goats. Plainly, let me just say, God has so much for you. He's got so much for me. But everything that we talk about from this point on, everything that we talk about as far as being obedient sheep starts with one thing. Making the choice to listen and obey. It's no different than our children. We expect them to listen and obey. And if they don't listen and obey, then there's going to be sometimes a consequence, right? So God is asking us to do the exact same thing. And this is the challenge. More than anything else we've talked about yet, this is the challenge that we have to, that we have to come to grips with. And we have to make a decision on, are we going to listen and obey? This is a choice that you are going to have to make. Are you going to listen to God and obey what he's asking you to do? Whether it's, you know, nothing big or something huge. Are you going to listen and obey? For those of you who maybe, maybe you stumbled upon this by accident, maybe... Maybe you've been kind of following the last couple days, whatever it might be. But maybe you're one of those that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus. You've never asked him into your heart. You've never asked him to be your Lord and Savior. I want to take a moment to lead you in that prayer. If you're feeling on your heart, man, I just don't have a relationship with God. I really feel strongly that I need to, to, to enter that relationship. I want to be one who follows after him then let me lead you in this prayer real quick. God, I confess that I am a sinner. Your word says that all have fallen and come short of the glory of God. But God, I, I confess that I need you. I, I ask that you would come and be my Lord and Savior. Jesus, I ask you to be my father, to be my shepherd. That's it. And with a simple prayer like that, you're now part of his sheep. You're part of that, that sheep fold. There's another story about the sheep where Jesus leaves the 99 sheep that he's already found to go out and get the one that is lost. And you very well could have just been that one that was lost, that Jesus was reaching out for, searching for, and now has brought back to the rest of the sheep. That's how special you are. And now as one of his sheep, listen and obey. Hey, this is Pastor Daniel. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Obedient Sheep podcast. If you'd like to get more information on this ministry or even get in contact with me, please go to obedientsheep.net. There you'll be able to leave your information, drop a line, send a prayer request, or even check out the other resources that are available. Thank you again for checking out this ministry, and we hope you have a blessed day.